It's so nautical. It's so nautical in your background. <laughs> Welcome to season three of Outstanding Women Leaders, Witty and Wise Conversations. I'm your host, Katie Ellis, leadership and relationship coach by day, comedian and writer by night. I'm on a mission to host 100 million witty and wise conversations that disrupt the way leaders think and the way the world lives in relationship to each other. And if you are living in America right now, you know that we need this more than ever. It's time to start connecting our left and right brain to our loving hearts and begin listening to what they have to say. The brain will want to continue on the path previously traveled. It feels safe there. The heart sometimes barely has a path to follow, allowing passion and purpose to dictate the way. Get ready to disrupt business as usual in your brain and get ready to start following your heart. Listen, it's calling for you. My heart is always calling for me to dance in conversation, to feel the rhythm and vibrations, the ebb and flows, we exchange energies, wit, and wisdom. My brain is interjecting really quickly to invite you to check out ourprofessionalcoaching.com backslash podcast for more episodes and to head over to Apple Podcasts or Podbean and write us a quick review. Or you can find me on the gram and FB at Owl Professional Coaching or Outstanding Women Leaders. We have four rules today to guide our wit and wisdom exchange. These rules are inspired by the Coactive Training Institute, where our guests today and myself both attended, and they help create space for powerful connection and authenticity. Rule number one, nobody gets to be wrong. Rule number two, nobody gets to be right. Rule number three, everybody gets to be vulnerable. And rule number four, everything is included. Right now, our guest is on a boat, so if we lose connection, it's fine. It's staying on the podcast. I will provide the comedy while we wait for her to get back. We do not edit here. This conversation is exactly what it needs to be in this moment in time. We've asked our guests to join us via video to allow us to create authentic connection. Eyes are the window to the soul. You will be seen here. You will be heard. There is space for you. When this conversation comes to a close, I will ask our guests three questions. If you've tuned in before, you know what they are. If you haven't, you don't want to miss them. Enough about us. Let's talk about Sophia Whitehead. Welcome. Super excited to have you here today. Sophia grew up in Nassau, Bahamas. Did I say that right? Nassau. Nassau, Nassau Bahamas. Her father is Bohemian, Austrian parents, and her mother is from Uruguay. She went to school in Austria at 14 years old and attended high school in Uruguay, college in New York City, and finally finished her bachelor's in business and marketing in Montevideo, Uruguay. Sophia returned home in 2015 and currently works in family business. Well, not anymore. This is a little bit older because now she's on a boat. We'll get to that shortly. She loves photography. Her father took a lot of photos his whole life and documented all the important moments in their family. She got her first camera when she was eight, often borrowed her older sister's camera, and has always been the person at the party that took pictures of her friends. Sophia completed various short photography courses in New York City, Montevideo, and Vienna, but believes that experimentation and self-expression is the most important part of photography. She also loves yoga, art, and people, and hopes that through her photography, people can get closer to their own humanity and soul. Project Bahama Mama was a two-year-long journey, which is her book, began in November of 2015. This coffee table book shines a light on the more authentic Bahamas through the portraits and wisdom from the mothers that hold the country together. This project took Sophia through the majority of the islands of the Bahamas, a journey that she stated needed, she needed to make. It has made her love the people of her country all the more and want to show the rest of the world just how amazing it is. So much so that she's taken up the boat life and is about to embark on a voyage to finish her second book on the wisdom of Bahamian men. Did I get that right? 
<laughs> yes. And I love that you're now going to travel the islands from afar on the boat for last time you were traveling by land, I imagine, maybe a little bit of sea to get to them. <laughs> so, so enough about you. Let's actually talk with you, Sophia. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super pumped to hear about all the wisdom from the mamas and the papas. Um, that's a, also a joke about music there for those of us that are old enough to get that reference. <laughs> oh my God. It's so nice to be on this, uh, podcast. It's an honor. Um, and you're uh, like, I can't believe how amazing you are at hosting it already. I'm so excited. Um, I had the opportunity to meet Katie, uh, on, on in New York city at the beginning of last year, um, where we started our co-active a coaching uh, journey and fundamentals. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so thrilled to be uh, invited and asked so, these questions. So I love that I got to meet you before the pandemic started and you've inspired me to like jump back in and take the classes online. Cause I wasn't sure like during the pandemic what to do. So it's always great to have another coach in your corner and uh, it's been just a joy getting to know you. I love that you've traveled so much. Tell us what about what that is for us in America that don't get a chance to travel or <laughs> probably won't be allowed in other countries for a while. <laughs> what perspectives do you have as a result of going to school in different countries, learning from different cultures? Well, I mean, um, so I, I was lucky, lucky enough to be able to travel a lot and move. Um, I'm, I'm from a very multicultural like household. So my mom is... South American, my dad's Bahamian, but also Austrian. So they kind of wanted us to see where they were from. Um, I also grew up in the Bahamas, which is a tiny place. So like, it's, it's very, you know, it, it's, it's a very small country. So you, when you're a kid, like you need to get out to get exposed a little bit. So um, it's been amazing. I mean, like, I mean, it's been amazing. And uh I, I don't know. Each place teaches you so many different things and also how to, how to adapt, how to, um, learn, learn really. And, and also never like never, it keep, it keeps you humble always because like there's always another place where you're really not in the clique. Um, you're not that cool. Uh, you're a bit awkward. And so it keeps you always like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not the king of my pond or like, you know, like. The, the, I love that you place. had to travel to experience that. You just described years K through 12 for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, totally. Well, you can experience it in different, in different ways. I had to experience it just moving and um, which is awesome. But my, my, my true love is the Bahamas and, but having left and been gone a lot really made me appreciate like wanting to be, be here you know and um yeah and it's brought me now uh to kind of what's interesting is when we met i had gone to new york um to do to start the life coaching and it was like well my excuse was to do it remotely so like to to uh my idea was to be able to go to new york city so that i could like date people and get life <laughs> coaching because i was single as a pringle and uh <laughs> And then the pandemic hit. And so my, my, we did it all virtually anyways, but the journey ended that I got to back together with my, the love of my life. And, uh, he lives on a boat. So <laughs> it's, it's a happy ending to the story. So, um, but yeah, initially the, the, 
the the travel to New York was um, had a, had a double motivation, right? And it's funny how like fate and pandemic makes you make other plans. So it's cool. Yeah, I I mean, my initial plan was to go to different uh, places to, in the United States to take my certification classes. Right, they're all over, and I my initial plan was also looking at the leadership program and doing it in Spain and how cool that would be, and then the pandemic hit. But at the weekend that I met you um, was the weekend that I told someone there that I'm like, I think I'm falling in love with this guy. Like, I think I'm in love with this man. And a week later, he asked me to move in with him. (laughs) I mean, we didn't until September because we just started dating for like a week. But I guess he also felt that too. (laughs) It's crazy. That's amazing. That's crazy. The journey that happens as when you are receiving coaching, when you sort of take this mindset of you want to learn, you want to grow. I hired a coach in February as well because I knew I wanted to do certification. What has been your experience, not only as coaching others, but going through certification? Yeah, um, for me, the whole year was uh, uh, incredible because uh, so as soon as I started the coaching, I did, I hired a coach uh, who's amazing that we should maybe, I don't know if you can tag people, Helen Yang Min. Um, She is a coach out of Vancouver um, and she's just been incredible with me um, and coached me through basically the pandemic transitioning out of family business uh, to relationship, like rekindling a relationship to moving on a boat to, um, to uh, like figuring out uh, my next step. And yeah, so it's just like, it's been amazing to have that company and also just the, the, the exercises and the, and, and the introspection you have to do through the coaching certification at Coactive is like, is amazing. So you really start listening to yourself. You really start, um, just putting the boundaries that you lack if you need them. Um, and, and adjusting, I don't think anybody's life is always like my life wasn't a disaster then. Right. But it's just like, there's little tweaks that you, um, little tweaks that you need to make that are still like holding you back. Right. And, um, and just always like itching at you and like coaching allows that, um, allows you to be able to touch upon those things and, and, and make the changes like, and hold you accountable for them. So the journey is like, like I, I recommend it for anyone. And, and, um, the fact that like, it's such a creative thing. Right. And especially like I see you now doing the podcast, um, with your ALK, uh, women leaders coaching, like it's, it it really, uh, shows you how you, you can just add it to so many different levels of your life. Right. So, and, and I don't know, it's awesome. I, I like, I think everything is coaching. (laughs) coaching is everything. Yeah. Coaching is everything. I love that. Um, my favorite part of coaching is my favorite part of being a teacher, which is how much I get to learn from my students or in this place, our clients. Um, I find that what clients are going through is so many people in this world are going through and as they're creative and resourcefully coming up with new perspectives and shifts, I am also impacted by that as well. It's what I loved about teaching high school kids. They're brilliant kids. 
their brains aren't fully developed, they're a little impulsive, but kids are so creative and resourceful. They haven't been thrown out into the world and been rejected for their creativity and resourcefulness yet. What is your favorite part about getting to coach others? Um, I, I like, I just love everything about it. I love, uh, I love the, one of the things is that you, you get out of your head, um, and you're fully with someone and for someone instead of for yourself. Right. So like, I feel like it's a very, um, it, it's a, it's an action that's gratifying in itself just to be there for somebody else. Right. Um, I learned so much from my clients of like behavior, uh, things stuff. It's like, it's like a, it's like a 360 degree learning cycle. It's like you're, you're learning while you're teaching somebody something. Right. And so, and I, I just enjoy that one-on-one -on -one connection and actually seeing people like get through things. Um, it's really and, fun to witness someone. On overcoming their, their fears man it's like amazing <laughs> like i have a i have a i have a client who was just a star this year like um literally like you know those people who well she just did everything that we set out to do it was like insane and not always in the exact timing but it was like the next session would come and it was just like okay i made this change i did this i did this you know like um and now like she's gonna become she was like an artist she's gonna become a nurse like all the, it's, it's, it's like really cool to see. And, and yeah, her relationship came back into her life, like just stuff that we talked about and it just, she just did it. It was like inspiring. Mm, and speaking of just doing it inspiring. So you were headed on a voyage, which I am so inspired by. I want to do this thing and you're going to give us the privilege of getting to follow you on the journey. Tell us a little bit about what you have planned to get all this wisdom for your new book? Um, yeah, so my uh, lovely boyfriend is uh, was a yacht captain and he um, has been uh, in the Bahamas for the last four years and he actually, uh, he actually built uh, this boat that we're gonna be going. So he didn't build the hull, but he did, he did the entire refurbishment and reconstruction by himself. So we're like, I'm lucky enough to be able to uh, be on board and live with him. And he's gonna, we're gonna go together um, to through the islands of the Bahamas. Um, and I'm gonna be doing interviews for my second book, which is called Bahama Papa. Um, and I will be seeing the male version of, um, so like making the male version of portraits and wisdom, um, uh, or from the fathers or the, the dads of the Bahamas. So the, the, the men's story, um, which is a little bit different from the women's perspective. So I'm really excited to do that. Like it's going to be an amazing journey. We have to help sail, um, which is a whole new element to, to the journey. Right. So I'm going to be photographing, interviewing, and we're going to help sail. So, um, I want to, I'm, I'm going to be starting a blog kind of just talking about the journey and, and tying it with what, it me what life how how life coaching can contribute to the dream sort of like and and creating 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 your realities and um and also just like uh taking advantage of the opportunities that present themselves you know and like and yeah so 
What a I'm cool excited. journey. So where are you going to go? Like, t- just walk me through so I can visualize. I'm on a boat. Where are you now? Okay, so we're, I'm in the middle of uh, the Exumas, which is um, an archipelago in the middle of the Bahamas, uh, which is like one of the most, it's almost like one of the wonders of the world. It's the most beautiful 120, uh, sorry, 160 islands and keys. They're like small islands. Um, there are a lot of private islands. Um, uh, and uh, it's close to this place called Staniel Key, where there's like um, uh, some swimming pigs that are famous. Everybody knows um, about the swimming pigs. <laughs> yeah, so I live like I live like ten minutes away from the swimming pigs, and um, and we're now going to go down to the south of the Exumas, which is Georgetown Exuma. Um, that is where I will meet my will meet my parents, my brother. I sorry, my boyfriend. <laughs> My boyfriend will meet them uh, for the first, well, spend some time for the first time. So that'll be really fun. And then uh, we're going to go to Long Island, which is another island close by, and then to Eleuthera, which is in the north. Um, and there's some places called Harbor Island, um, uh, Spanish Wells, and they're all like different settlements and islands. And, uh, and, then, we'll, and then we'll come back. But it's going to take, it's going to take its time. We'll be gone for about a month. Hmm. A month yeah. at sea. I love that. Yeah. When I was in high school, a little known fact, I really wanted a nickname and I be- wanted to become captain of the tennis team so that people could call me Cappy. So really? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I mean, you could see why I talked about K through 12 being a really hard time for me. Oh. <laughs> God. I Cappy. wanted a nickname and I wanted to be called Cappy. So maybe while you're out there, you guys could have cute little captain nicknames for each other. Just yes. out, you know, just throwing out ideas. I love, I love the idea. I'm just going to start calling my boyfriend Cappy now. <laughs> what kind of wisdom did you learn um, the first time that you wrote the book? I'm so intrigued. I love hearing what women, uh, that's why I have this podcast. What wisdom do you have and, and what have you learned? Yeah, I feel like the podcast and the book are very related because your owl wisdom is, uh, the, the use of the word wisdom is different from like, uh, find your, like, get your goals done. You know, like the wisdom is much more, is much deeper and much more from experience and, and going through things, right? So um, the book was incredible. I mean, I got to meet over, you know, I interviewed over a hundred different women from the islands. Um, and the, the wisdom is just like the, the, I think the main conclusions were, um, uh, family's the most important, um, like making that your priority, like, um, faith was a huge thing. Like, uh, Bahamian women are very, very religious. Um, but not just, I mean, they're very religious in the, in the Christian sense, but they're very like, they don't put themselves first, whether or not you believe in God or not. Like they, it's all about service rather than uh, themselves. Right. So like they're all about like serving the Lord or like serving something outside of themselves. So they're always, they have this incredible, like, way of seeing life like whatever comes they are in service for it right so and whatever comes is in service for them so it's an interesting perspective because it's like there's there's very little fear like they just like go through life very like 
um, yeah, without fear, they know it's going it, to, whatever comes is, is, is meant for them somehow. Right. So it's an interesting perspective. Um, and then, um, I mean, the sense of humor is probably one of the best things about the Bahamas. So like, I feel like the- I was meant to live there. I love this <laughs> already. Sense of humor, whatever comes my way is for me. Like, and I will create with it. Like, this is how I've lived my life. I was born to be on an island. Not well, I think you should definitely come and visit. <laughs> You'd love it. You'd love it. How no, I mean, the- humor? Oh, I mean, the best sense of humor. Everything is like, you, it's always like a, there's always like a double meaning or like a joke or, sorry, a jo- I don't even know how to describe what the humor is. It's like, they're always ready to have a good laugh and, and sit under, like sit in the shade and, and talk like, we call it talk shit. Like, I mean, just have whatever. you seen like, my skin? I got to sit in the shade too. My yeah. gosh, I'll burn. I love this. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's so funny. Like the, the humor is just am- is amazing. It's always ready for a joke. And if you're kind and, and make a, a joke, they're ready to laugh. Like, and that's what's kept, you know, the, like, um, Bahamian history, uh, you know, there's been a lot of oppression and, and, uh, they come from a history of slavery, uh, and, but the Bahamas is much more, I mean, they've been, uh, the Bahamas has been independent much longer than, um, uh, most, uh, other colonial, uh, countries. So like people are just, uh, I don't know how to say it. Like they're, they're, they're very forward thinking and like, just like joyful like and 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 grateful so um i don't know they're they're the salt of the earth so i definitely recommend people to come to the bahamas i'm also like a <laughs> uh i have this aversion to the the term salt of the earth now because of what's happening in america and we're always like oh those are the salt of the earth people and like that guy with the confederate flag that's the salt of the earth <laughs> yeah well so that's like my connotation with that um my I, my perspective shift will change. I have to come now and meet them. Um, yeah, yeah, you would love. I mean, you'd love it. It's really, it's really fun, and the people are awesome. And it, and it sounds very. Hum- they're very humble at that fate to have such a strong faith and to know that whatever is coming their way is for them, and they will re- they will create with it. What an amazing way to live. Yeah, and, and so basically the, the women I interviewed were all, all above 60. So they're from a, a generation that's also very different to the generation now. Mm. Um, and I, it's, it's a, like there's, there's black women, white women, there's a mix, a mix of, of, of races and, and, but all Bahamian born and also some, so uh, the way kind of, the Bahamas worked was there was a lot of uh, loyalists from England um, uh, and many immigrants. So there's like a melting pot of people. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, but all of them live these out Island lives, which there's 700 and there's 700 islands and keys in the Bahamas. And there's like, uh, there's about 20 Island constituency, like big islands that like are the main ones. And they literally live catching fish. Oh, they lived, not any, but not anymore, right? There would be a boat that would come once a month. Sometimes there would be no electricity for weeks. Like, um, and this in the, in, the, in the generation, very close. And all the women, um, 
were affected and like in the around in the 60s by the American contract where the Bahamas had a contract with the states and many of the men left the like almost like a, so you know I think like 20, 30% of the men left the islands to go work in the states for about three or four years and so the women were left to do everything like cook raise the kids clean school every educate do everything so like they're like badasses right they're just like they don't mess around and like they're like the backbone of the country so that's why the first book was concentrated on them because like you can stand up to any sort of bahamian big bahamian successful man and like what his mummy or his grammy says like is is word right so that's what's that's what's cool about it what wisdom do you think that the newer generation there needs to take and start applying to their life from this previous generation? Um, uh, resourcefulness, um, I think is the key word from all of it, I think. Um, uh, the generation now, I feel, is, is very much uh, wants progress um, and wants like technology and wants like, you know, like, great education and and uh so there's 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 so much progress happening but i do feel that like and this is in the states as well they all they have so much more than what the previous generation had that they don't even they can't even stop to use it and they can't even stop to like clean up their space and this is something that happens even to me and like i'm i'm, I'm a what am i uh uh millennial i'm a millennial like we're 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 all all accustomed to so much abundance, right? And even the the new generation now that like you throw you throw stuff away, you don't know how to fix anything. Um, you, you hardly know how to cook, um, you know. Like, and whereas the previous generation, they they knew how to do everything. They knew how to, you know, they they knew how to do everything. Like make a fire, fix something, like paint, fix like it's all the all the stuff that you don't need money to do. You just need the skills, right? So we're all focused on uh, the new generation of Bahamians are very focused on the money and they, they don't know how to farm anymore. Whereas their previous grandparents were incredible farmers and were totally sustainable. Mm. Um, so these things are what kind of came up a lot. And I, I do feel that the, yeah, the, and the, everybody was very peaceful. There was not so much violence. It was it's something that keep, kept on coming up in the interviews a lot. Like people were, people helped each other through and through all the time. Like you made, uh, you had like, if you killed a goat, uh, like everybody ate, ate in the, on the block. It's not like you kept your meat and stored it in the freezer and didn't invite anyone, you know? So a lot. Mm, that's a great wisdom, resourcefulness. And now you're using your hands. You're captain of a boat now. <laughs> You're cleaning, you're doing all the things. I love that you're getting connected to your own resourcefulness and sailing around to find out what the men have to say. Have you interviewed any men yet? Yes, I have. I've interviewed quite a few. Mm, any, um, any wisdom nuggets there that are different that you want to share? Um, I mean, I've interviewed quite a, quite a lot of different interesting characters. Uh, uh, um. Two interesting ones were um, 
Well, actually, this is this is more of a an amazing story. But one of them was an amazing musician, and he actually has his own death certificate. He came back. He came back from the dead. Um, and if that's not an inspirational story, I don't know what else is. He literally. This so is like. Would you say he's the Grateful Dead? I couldn't. I sorry. I had to. Oh, you had to. <laughs> No, this man is incredible. I mean, he, he, uh, yeah, basically um, had in like an, you know, had a really hard night drinking and um, fell off a dock um, and was in the water for hours, um, unconscious. They, they found him, uh, what's it called, declared him dead had his death certificate. He was put in the plane to send back to the mainline, which is Nassau. Um, and he opened the body bag with his hand in the plane. <laughs> so what wisdom does he have after dying? I mean, it's he's just so like, <laughs> go for it. I don't know what it was, but it, the story is insane. It was just like, just, Wild. just keep living. <laughs> Just keep living. <laughs> Just keep doing. You're gonna, you'll make it. You'll make it out somehow. Every human has an amazing story to share after they've lived some years. Um, and some of them don't have to live as many years to have great stories. It's my favorite part of having a podcast. So I imagine that you get to hear quite a bit uh, that you're able to learn along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's been very cool. Yeah. I can't wait to follow your journey. Where can people follow you, find you, subscribe to you? Because you are an amazing coach. You are an incredible author. And now you're about to have a journey that you're going to write, photograph, and share with the world. So um, right now, my, ba my, my main spot is Sophia Whitehead Photography on Instagram. So it's S-O-F-I-A with an F, Whitehead Photography um and you can find my journey and my stories through that so like the main the main hub is the the visual which is the photographs and you'll probably see interviews and um a little bit about the journey through it all then uh once once i have better internet stuff <laughs> more online blog stuff i mean all that stuff just is so tedious for me i think instagram's the simplest the great part is that by the time this episode airs, I will have received from you wherever people can follow you and I'll make sure that it's posted. So people will be able okay. to connect and follow your story. Um, awesome. Before we wrap up today, I have three questions that I always ask. Um, you haven't prepared them. Don't worry. It's not, there's, it's not a test. So you don't have to, there's no pass fail. Um, <laughs> the first question is what's your superpower? Ah, that's such a good question. Um, I think it's adaptability. Mm. So yeah, like ability to um, be in, in what be in different environments and not try to control them and like sort of uh, be able to be comfortable or happy in, in different environments. I love that superpower. Uh, what's your purpose? 
Um, that's a good one. Damn, Katie. <laughs> I went to a year of life really... coaching just for this moment. <laughs> you asked me some really powerful questions before we hit record. It's my turn. Okay. Uh, I guess it's, I've always kind of been sort of good at like not being embarrassed. So like, let's say on stage or something. So, or I don't know, like saying a speech or something like I love, I'm not, so it's sort of like, my purpose is to like live the dream to give other people permission to do it themselves. So like, kind of like do, I guess do what I can with what I have. Um, and by doing it, give other people permission to do it for themselves. Is that, is that okay? <laughs> what did I say? I said this isn't a 10. There's no right or wrong answer. Is that all right? I don't know. If that, for now, that's my purpose. A lot of people don't know what their purpose is. So knowing what your purpose is and you're living it. So that's what's so beautiful to ask someone what their purpose is. If you were to tell me something that you're not currently doing, it would be confused. You are absolutely living the dream and making it possible for people like myself, which we just talked before we hit record, to also go after their own dreams. What an incredible purpose to have. Thank you. Thank you. Last question, the easiest one. What's next? Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, what, what's very next is boyfriend meeting parents. So I'm really excited for that finally to happen. It's been a long journey. It's been a lot of, <laughs> a lot of barriers we had to break for that. And so I'm really, really grateful and excited for that to happen. Um, and yeah, what's next is, uh, book launch, uh, well, more than that, a lot of book work <laughs> and, um, and really just enjoying 2021 in, in a productive way, like just keep keeping to my, keeping focus on the things I love and that being people and project and yeah, and hoping that those are uh, going to be well received and, and enjoyed by others. Mm. Amazing. I can't wait to see what's next after that <laughs> for you. I can't wait to follow your journey in 2021. It's been a pleasure to get to know you from afar in 2020. Um, we didn't talk about this, but you went into 2020 as a, a gym owner. <laughs> you have a oh. you, right? I mean, not a great yeah. time and not a great time to be a gym owner. Your gym in there is still shut down. Yes. No, um, it reopened. Um, and, uh, but I resigned. You resigned. Yeah. And so oh. if, you're, if you're a gym owner listening or in the fitness industry and wondering, ah, like, what do I do? Um, I know I was grateful that I had sold my gym pre pre pandemic, um, but you are living the dream. You saw the that was, and when I first met you, that was your goal. So the universe kind of gave you a push, which I think is pretty incredible. Yeah. I'm going to give you the last words today before we go. What it's wisdom do you have that you want to leave our audience with? Um. So far, it's like. Uh, I guess just like it, I, I think it pays off to 
really get real with yourself. And if you, if you, if there are areas in your life that you really don't want that are making you unhappy, like just confront them um, and start working on them. Like whether that's fitness, a relationship with your mom, um, like uh, any areas, like don't be afraid, like wherever you put your energy and effort, like it's going to pay off somehow. Like, yeah. I think I, that's, that's sort of my, don't be afraid to go confront it because it's going to be worth it. We're all going to die in the end. Um, there's no, there's no, there's no time. There's no time for so much suffering and hang ups and stuff. Like you got to really, we're, we're here for a little while, you know, like, and we have to make the best of it, you know? So if there are areas where you're just like, your life sucks, <laughs> just go and deal with it it will pay off. <laughs> and if you can't deal with it, there's people that want to help you move forward, like Sophia. <laughs> yeah, exactly, or Katie. So, <laughs> yes, that, I think that that's the takeaway, sort of, like, of it, you know. Thank you so much for joining us from a boat, my first podcast interview. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much, Katie. It's been awesome. I'm so, I feel so happy and, like, pumped for this year just starting with you so mm, I love uh, that. what a gift yeah what a what gift, gift. I, mean, I got coaching from you right before this what a gift for me 